As web and mobile designers, our job is to build elegant interfaces. Interfaces that are a key component in the user's experience. Interfaces that allow them to get answers to the questions they have or complete critical tasks. Our job is to help users achieve their goals. But don't mistake these interactions for the entirety of the user's experience. Great user experience happens beyond the screen and in the gaps. The gaps between channels, devices and business silos. They happen when organizations pay attention to the nuances of the user's interaction with them and their digital tools. Because user experience design touches on so many areas, it's often hard to describe exactly what it is. So instead, I want to give you some examples of interactions that help create better user experiences. Interactions that are outside of the screen, but still massively important. The Barclays mobile app is a great example of good user experience design. The app itself has an excellent user interface, but that's not the extent of its user experience. If you need to call Barclays, you can do so directly from the app, and that allows you to skip the authentication you'd normally do over the phone because you've already done it when you logged into the app. And that's a great example of outstanding user experience design. I'm sure that getting their telephone system and mobile application to talk to one another wasn't particularly easy, yet no doubt it saves hundreds of users hassle every day. If you've ever had to return a product that you've purchased online, you know it's not always easy. You have to print a return label, you have to go to the post office and then wait days for the funds to return to your account. On top of which, there's always that kind of nagging concern that maybe they won't refund your money, maybe they'll find an excuse. In contrast, I recently had a very different experience of returning a purchase. On letting the company know that I wanted to return an item, they told me that the money would be immediately returned to my account. No waiting for them to see the returned item or check it over. Next, they asked me when I would like my package collected. I didn't have to pack it or label it or even take it to the post office. Somebody just turned up on my door with a box ready to go. I dropped the item into the box. They sealed it up and took it away. Now that is an outstanding user experience. I once worked with a client that sold frozen ready meals to the elderly. And it's a group that's particularly nervous about purchasing online. They don't like the idea of a stranger turning up at their door with a delivery. So to deal with that problem, when somebody places an order, they get to see a picture of the driver that's coming to their house. And that way, they'll recognize the person that turns up on their door. But they don't stop there either. They also police check all their drivers so the customer can be sure that not only is it the right driver, but this driver's a safe person that they can open the door to. Now, that's a lot of effort and expense to go to. But it did cause a significant increase in sales. And it's also something that their competitors, people like Tesco's and Iceland, didn't offer. Talking of deliveries, have you ever had anything delivered by the courier company DPD? I hate having things delivered. Often you've no idea when the package will arrive. And even if you do, it's either a morning or an afternoon slot. That means you have to be available over that entire time. And worse than that, you have to be on lookout for the delivery man. Nothing's worse than finding that card on your doormat because you made the mistake of going into the garden at the wrong moment and didn't hear the doorbell. 
DPD deal with this problem. On the day of delivery, they send you a text or an email with a one-hour slot when your delivery will arrive. But better than that, you can also track your delivery in real time online. And that means you can see where where the the driver is, how many deliveries he's got before he reaches you. And that way you can judge whether you've got a 10 minutes or so to pop down to the shops to buy some milk or whatever else. Because of that user experience, I actually get excited when I'm going to have a package arriving via DPD. That's how sad I am. Another client I once worked with was Love Honey, the biggest retailer of sex toys in the UK. Yes, I know I have a bizarrely wide-ranging client list. People are sensitive about the purchases that they receive from Love Honey. They don't want other people to know what they've bought. And that's why Love Honey makes sure there's no sign on their packaging um, of what's inside the box. And their credit card statements are equally um, obscure and don't draw attention to where the purchase has been made. And that kind of sensitivity to users' feelings is what creates a great user experience. Finally, I want to quickly mention Etsy. Etsy realized that there's more to social media than it just being a marketing channel. They know that many of their customers are looking for gifts, um, but they don't really know what to buy people. So what they've done, what Etsy have done, is build an application that connects you to users' Facebook accounts. By analysing the interest of their users, uh, their customers' friends, it makes suggestions about what their users might want to buy for their friends. They use digital to take the pain out of the buying experience. Now, you might think all of this sounds more like customer service design than user experience design, and you might be right about that. The truth is that our jobs have become so segmented that they often overlap. And I believe user experience design sits at the crossroads of several disciplines, disciplines including both user interface design and customer service. Whatever you choose to call it, there's an important lesson that I want you to take away. The experience of users is not limited to a single channel, a single device, or a single part of your business.